Welcome back, episode 51. Episode 51. Um, thank you for us for, thank you for listening. Thank you guys. You know who you are. We've got a little crew out there. So your big ups, um, we're gonna be talking the roosters, we're gonna be talking Rathana Dar, we're gonna be talking uh, State of Origin. We obviously gonna be talking about those front rows, but anyway, let's enjoy the show. So, last night, last night, I actually tried something different last night. I actually, I actually um, listened to, so Vossi, he starts the show off at six o'clock in the morning as like this piece that he reads. He reads this piece, that's what I noticed recently. He reads this piece and then I actually was listening to Jared Waitley. So I like Jared Waitley, he's from... Well, he's from Melbourne, but he's actually bigger than what I know from. I first saw him on um, NRL 360, but no, AFL 360, sorry. And that's when I first saw him. And I fell in love with him. He's like this little nerdy guy. I'm sure maybe, maybe you might know him, but he's this like little nerdy guy from Melbourne. He loves his Hawks racing. He loves his cricket and his AFL, his Aussie rules. He just loves his Australian sport. You know, he's one of those... Um, figures in Australian journalism, sport journalism, Jared Whiteley. You know, he starts his show off. He's got the 9 o'clock, so they call it the mornings. He's at the 9 o'clock show, and he starts his piece off, and he's a writer. He's this mad-ass writer. And I was thinking, oh, that'll be mad, eh? Like, and he does it every day. I'm pretty sure he'll be a bossy. It'd be more than just those two, but just like the ones that I'm talking about. And they write it, write out their script, just kick off the, to set the agenda for the day. For the, for the for the theme of the day or whatever, I'm not sure, but you know what I mean? And I thought, you know, uh, one day I'll, I'll do that. I'll write it. And um, and then anyway, I was going to do the show last night. I wanted to do it last night, straight after the footy. You know, the boys, they were in the bed. I was, I was ready to go, but I, I actually started writing down the notes for it. I had a few things that I wanted to actually say, so I wrote down some. And I just started writing as if I was going to say it. And I wrote it, and as I started reading it, I thought, like, I might try and write this whole thing. Write this whole thing similar to Jared Waitley and Andrew Voss, and read it. So I gave it a shot last night. So there was a theme, a few little things different from last night than what it is today, but I read it out, and I didn't like it. I really didn't like it. I was going to see if I could try and get someone to listen to it, but it just wasn't even worth that. It was like 15 minutes of re- me reading, me reading. And like, it's a little bit embarrassing even. Like, not saying that I have to be as good as Jared Blakely, but I mean, I can't, I can't even read. <laughs> like, I can read. Maybe because um, I was trying to read it in a certain sort of like style or whatever, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, I, I, I might do it again. I won't just completely give up on it, but um, it didn't really do too well for how I went about writing one, the ones from last night. And the thing with Jared Waitley, though, and you can tell the difference with Vossi and Waitley, like, Waitley likes to get real colourful with his his intro, and he, he loves the the creativity about it, like, when you can be, like, uh, when you 
these metaphors and symbolisms and comparisons to history, moments in time, history, Australian history, you know, across, you know, a broad variety of sports um, and, and, and manages to deliver it intellectually with Australian vernacular. So that everyone can understand. That's how that'll be like. Why it's the why probably I'm so impressed by it. But you know, it's, I can't expect to be like that. I can't even write like that. And you can tell that with Vossi. Vossi doesn't doesn't express in the same sort of creativity in terms of trying to paint a picture with with words. Vossi is the type of guy who just you know tries to. But, but not as creative. He just doesn't have the same creativity as Wayne. But that's the beauty of Wayne. Is like not many people do have the same creativity. Anyway, so I tried that last time, but that, that didn't work. So, um, and you know why it didn't work? I actually put the front rows like in the middle, and you can't be doing that on this show. You know, you've always got to kick off with the front rows. That's why they kick off deep. But I reckon it should be a short kick off. But the game states it must go to the front rows. That's simple as that. The game states front rowers have to start the game. And so because they start the game, there is no game without the front rowers. And so I had a look. I hope uh, Adam Elliott, do we class him as a front rower? Special mention. We'll give him a special mention because he was wearing 13. But throughout this year, he has played the front row. So, you know, like, Tino Fasua Malawi. Like, he's gone up to rep level in front row. You know what I mean? Like... You, can, you, you know that this is a show watched by front rowers and watched by the referees. Well, firstly, Thor Fafoa simply, man, these front rowers, they're cheeky. You know, this guy got in a dummy half, he went over from dummy half, he almost found himself in a dummy file, but actually he gets a mention of the front rowers' trials. So good on, good on Thor Fafoa simply for the manly wearing the seagulls. And then... Beautiful. Now we know, so not only the front rows listen, but the referees, they listen as well, obviously. Now, Marty Tapel, he's a front row, and he wants to get on the show as well. But he didn't even get up and celebrate. And that's, you know, shout out to Mrs. O'Connell, you know. Um, shout out, the, she's just, her son, her eldest son, has just started playing footy. So she's gotten into it, you know. She reckons she knows the rules these days, but... Um, no, 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 jokes. Um, actually, she's one of those South fans that, you know, say they're a South fan, but has struggled to name the back line, to the starting back line, to the, the uh, premiership. No, 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 I'm just joking. I'm just joking. That's actually my girlfriend, but no, no, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, um, he didn't even get up and celebrate. And that is that's, that's exactly what she said. He hasn't even claimed the try. How are you going to award him the try? And so anyway, he gets given the trial, but obviously he's given the trial because the referees love the front rows now as well. They're starting to see appreciation of hard work that they do, that they're going to be awarded trials, just given trials now. You know, they've taken some trials off them in the past, but that was a clear instance where that was just given to them. So good on to the referees, but uh, much appreciation there because, you know, without the front rows, we ain't got no game. Okay. Um, so yeah, from, from the front rows. You know, uh, we'd like to pass this over to the greatest tennis player that has ever played the game of tennis. Now, now I know that's a big debate, but the biggest the the biggest argument that they used to have was the the the, the amount of titles, the amount of titles, their little backup, 
they used to have this little backup plan where it was like, um, oh, yeah, but if you took away the French, that's what they would say. You know what I mean? That's what they would say. But um, anyway, now they got the 22, so that's where they fall back to the, the backup plan. Well, if you take away the French, well, he's just won 14 of them. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? You cannot take off 14 grand slams of somebody and then say, like, compare it. Like, think about what you're saying. Like, 14 grand slams is the same as what Pete Sampras won. And you're going to say you're going to take off of that. Like, that is the point of his dominance. Like, it's it's ridiculous to suggest that. One, because that's what you play on. You play tennis on play. They say juice and love because it sounds like the word for egg or something in French. The game is a French game. It's played on clay. It was always played on clay. It was always played on grass. One of them might have been first or second. But like to say that you've got to take away one of the main surf, like the traditional surfaces of the game, of the game, come on. Like that's just not on anymore. Like it's got to be finished. Surely that's got to be finished now. Um, because he's also, sorry, the reason is he's also won two Grand Slams at, um, on grass. And he's also won two Grand Slams at the Australian Open, along with, I think it's four Grand Slams in the hard court in America. So, like, it's you just can't take it off him like that. It's just silly. 14, like the old record. This is what Mark Woodbridge said the other day, or told one of them. He said the old record was Roy Emerson. Like people we don't even know, we've never seen him play. That's how, like I never saw Pat Cash play either. But you know what I'm saying? Like he was he was considered old when it got broken to, from 12. He was considered old. They thought like, wow, how's it ever going to get to 12? And then... Pete Sampras got, he got to 14 and everyone thought that would be, they never said it would never get run down. I'm not saying that. But they said that was an amazing feat. And then, four, I've said this time and time again, but it just reminds, like it just amplifies like how it's so big. Is that the next the next three all played at the same time and they won 20 each. Like that is incredible. 20 each, so they won 20 against each other. So Novak's 20s against Roger and Nadal. Nadal's 20s against Roger and Novak, and Roger's 20s against those two. No wonder they call him for this, because he's meant to play those two. You know what I mean? Like, and that's why I think he's the Mario, but that's another story for another day. I'm sure you've heard me talk about that before. But yeah, also, um, when I was doing my notes last night, I went to have a look at Nadal and Casper Ruud, yes, that's the first time I found out who he was playing. So I went to go see a little bit about Casper Ruud. Obviously, his hero or idol is bloody Nadal. He's Norwegian. If he had won the first Norwegian male Grand Slam champion, now let's go. Okay. okay, if you want to, th I just wanted to make because everyone you can hear everyone saying, "Oh yeah, but a woman won it." Oh, yeah, okay, she won it. Okay, I'll give it to you. She won it. So the first male won it, but she didn't win it. Even if it like it's, it was in the nineteen twenties or something. I think, I think, 1920s. And she won four, so she was dominant, and she was Norwegian, but they never won a Grand Slam since then. So, like, this is humongous. The fact that this guy's in a Grand Slam final, like, he could have been any of the surfaces, any Grand Slam, but he's actually facing Nadal, <laughs> Roland Garros, and he wins it? Like, no, no one beats Nadal at 
at this place in, in France, in Paris, as they say. No, it's in there. And in this, guy, this country never won a Grand Slam before, as a man. And they're going to knock this guy. That's, it. That's a Grand Slam in itself. That is the Grand Slam. But, oh, hang on. Oh, hang on. Oh, hang on. I'm going to be sick. Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, my goodness gracious. If he wins, if he wins Wimbledon and then the US Open, oh, my goodness gracious. Is that a junior? Like That can't be possible. He can't do it. Are you kidding me? Imagine he wins. No. No. That would... No. That would be too difficult. I think that I think Novak's got to win the next two majors. Surely, he will win Wimbledon. He's just too good of a tennis player. Like, and then, and then on hard court, on on the hard courts, it could be up for grabs again. <coughs> Still waiting for more. I'm oh, sorry, I can't go and have a look at that. That was the boys' group chat, but can't have a look at that. Um, so yep, so yeah, Nadal. Hopefully, you know, fine. I've only just realised this. I've only just realized this. Sorry, it's a bit of a, you know, because 22 grand seeds, 14 at the one. Like, will that ever be done again? Will that ever be done again? Don't worry about that. Don't worry about whether you get run down. Okay, I'm, I still said this. Novak will probably overtake, he'll definitely overtake Rafa in terms of the titles of one, because he's going to go next two. That's 22 each. But I actually think he's actually going to overtake Ridal in the terms of who was a better tennis player. And the biggest argument is because I think he's going to overtake it. But um, until then, I'm going to you know, enjoy the time with the Dale, the, the most Grand Slam victories. That's going to be a time for me to enjoy. As a fan. As a fan and only a fan only. I get it. I get it. All right. So, uh, okay. Roosters and the Raiders. Fuck, that was a good game. I actually thought that was a really good game. If you weren't a fan of either team, you actually would have really liked that. If you weren't a fan of the Raiders... Oh no, so if you were a Roosters fan, sorry, that's what I to say. If you were a Roosters fan, you would have loved that game. One, because the Roosters lost. But two, because it was actually a good game. I thought the Roosters actually played quite well. They 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 played like their I think I think like you think of the Roosters and they've had a lot of success, but apparently they always have the highest um, error count or the most the worst completion rates in the competition for uh, or if they do, in terms of the top eight, they've got the worst, if that makes sense. Like, so they, they've they always pushed the pass. They've always, I don't want to say the word bombed a lot of tries, but because they're always pressing, sometimes they don't always, you know, to get there was hard enough, and then it just doesn't come off. That happens. But I think these ones were a little bit easier that we sort of let out of our heads, some of them, some of them, but... In that first half, that whole first half, the Canberra Raiders, they were hectic. They were just like, I think Ricky Stewart has actually got them playing well this year. Now, they've had a few clubs there, a lot of teams. It's the same as Vincey's got the Sharkies playing well. Like, some of them could not, like, they, they're the biggest, biggest thing about NRL is being able to do it consistently for 30 weeks, for 60 weeks, for year on year. That is the biggest thing the hardest thing to do in rugby league but um, at the moment yeah sorry sorry I lost my way there the camera Raiders and Ricky Stewart has got them actually playing pretty good I think and you know like they cancelled each other out when it came to like 
how goes is that? I'm not sure why he was out, but he was out properly is out. So even even. White and Teddy, even even. Okay, like Tupo, he was out, but like he does contribute a lot to the Roosters. Um, but at the same time, we're able to have a Suali. Um and Asuali, he played a phenomenal, didn't he? Like, I think we can all just settle that. That's all accepted. We understand that he's a big player. We don't really need to... We can still talk about it because I get excited when I see him play, but we don't really need to talk about whether it was all uh, legitimate beforehand. I also feel like me especially, uh, but also more than just me, have to apologise to the Wallabies when he was mentioned that he would get a contract or not get a contract that was always the thing but he was going to go straight to the squad with the Wallabies and you're like oh sugar you know is that how bad they are they got these kids coming straight out of high school like, and they're the biggest biggest names you're thinking wow but then when you see him play like he played a few games last year 17, 13, 18 he might have played after he was 18 who knows some will know but um, it was 17, turning 18 like Big difference between being 18 turning 19, I think, personally. Uh, just an opinion, maybe could be wrong. But now, because like, I don't think Israel Falau, were, I think he was 17 turning 18, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He was. Oh, well, Israel Falau, but that was the difference. Maybe that's it. It was just like one year after. But that's it, is that it's Israel Falau. Like, he, um, he's ready. He's, he was the best player in Melbourne. He's going to be one of the best wingers in the... Well, not the best player, but the best winger in Melbourne that year, straight away. Played Origin, could have even played that year. So, the Cobos... Like the Cobos have been around for a few years. I think, yes, last year was his second in-season playing. He must have debuted in 2020 at some stage. Um, but, yeah, um, Suili's settled and again, apologies to the Wallabies. Um, also, I think that 23rd man for Suili was just to give him a little insight into it, hey, you know what I mean? And New South Wales lads are going to benefit from it because, like, no one else gets to benefit from it. Well, I suppose the Roosters in Australia get to benefit from it, but, like, of course, that makes complete sense. Like, they were always, like, not always, it wasn't always, sorry, I take that back, but, like, you know, in hindsight, once they picked Toto and Tupo, it was like, oh, they're always going to pick Toto and Tupo. You know what I mean? So, I'm lucky to... Uh, Anakar, as I said, you know, like, I've said what I said about Anakar last week, but didn't he fucking show his number? You know what I mean? Like, fuck, that's what you want, bro. Like, and not only did, like, he just do that, there was a little bit of, like, he even said he'd have to own up to it, but, like, there was a bit of coverage about it, eh? So, that's the double there. So, good on him. Um, Burden. Oh, I feel like both of those, actually, guys, in a way, but... Um, Back to the Roosters Raiders, sorry. There was a moment in that game where um, Walker does this kick that I never really thought he had, actually. I didn't think he had too good of a long kicking game, but he took the shot on just inside his 40, went for a 40-20, but I think he he noticed that he had room for error and he might have been able to find the fullback out of position because when he got there, he did hit the 40-20, but he managed to kick it deep into their territory. And the Roosters actually got to tackle them inside that 10 metres. And that was a that was a point in the game where I thought, you know, well, obviously in hindsight, the Roosters are never really into a rhythm of trying to dominate. But you thought this could be a chance where we can try and take over the ascendancy of this game. And we 
you know, from the first tackle, tackle with their 10, and the second tackle, tackle them inside their 10, 20, whatever. And it might have been that second tackle or third tackle, but it was a right opportunity where we could have been able to camp them down in their territory for a little while. And Nagaba gives away a penalty. He gives away a penalty in the wrong time. That was not the right time. Now, firstly, if you're going to try and like milk uh, a penalty or a knock on there, try and turn, get the t- earn a turnover or cheat turnover, we'll call that a cheat turnover actually, that's what it's called, a cheat turnover, you've got to swing your arm back up to the shoulder. Like, you can't be putting it back down under between his bloody legs trying to show them that you're trying to strip it over his head. Like, bloody, try and disguise it. That's the first thing. Um... But then secondly, like, you've got to be aware of the game, man. Like, we're on, that's a good kick. Like, respect the kick. Let that kick be the be the shot and let's work on that kick. But um, then he goes to the challenge. And I honestly thought, like, no way would McGuire would have a penalty there. Like, we're on top. Like, we're getting on top. Don't fucking give a penalty. And so I thought, he's going to get in trouble here. He was, he was calling for the challenge, calling for the challenge. I was going, nah, he's done it. He's sucking in. And he's, nah, challenge it, challenge it. And I just think, like, sometimes, especially, like, if I was in a t- in the situation like that, I'd just let it go. I would let it go and I'd be going home. Going, like, I know he stripped it and I couldn't challenge it because I didn't want to fucking get it wrong or it not look like I can get away with it. You know what I mean? Like I said before, like sometimes trying to disguise it, I would have just let that go because I got it for the challenge and I thought I saw that in him. I thought I saw that little bit of doubt in there. But it wasn't. He knew that he tried to strip it. And he goes, nah, challenge it. And anyway, when it comes back as successful, you see him and Rapper, they have this bloody laugh and it was... I was cracking up, and because I, I just imagine that teams and players even that have like calls or punishments. Like I'm not saying this is at the Rams, but just say like if you get a challenge wrong, you got to do hundred this or twenty five this or whatever. I don't know something, you know, like you got to do so many Ks on the bike or something like that, or something. Maybe they don't have those things, but that's what I think of. Or that have these calls, like you get given a name, or like one time the coach called someone something like a bonehead or something, then that became its team thing. Like, oh, that's a bonehead, you got to do this, whatever. And I just thought maybe someone yelled that out to him. And he goes, no, no, challenge it, challenge it. And then when he comes through, he, they laughed. And he goes, I'm at you, I'm at you. I don't even know. Maybe I just made that up. But that's how it looked like to me. I thought that was pretty funny. And I, I reckon that would happen heaps in footy, especially with that in there. Um, but yeah, Matt Timoko, actually, and uh, he ended up getting a chance one-on-one with Paul Morowski. Paul Morowski, and he just cleans him up, man. Like, he just cleans him up. So, like, we're going to hope that Paul Morowski gets his defensive bang back on. He got it on a couple of weeks ago. I think it might have been against Parramatta. Maybe it was against Penrith. But, gee, those are the types of tries that... Shows when a player's in form, shows when a player's out of form, and it shows when there's a there's just like reason why sometimes you can not have the same faith in your defensive line. You know what I mean? Like some teams, the better teams, they're not giving you know, giving that away there. And like they might obviously throughout the year, but it's sort of one of those ones where it's like if you're getting done on a one-on-one tackle there, like you got to be a lot better. And he's been getting beat one-on-one a lot this year, so um, you know. 
I think, you know, Robbo sort of has a great idea when it comes to trying to just let the, his his best 13 or best 17 become the best 17. Do you know what I mean? And he just sticks with them, which I think is good. But at what point does he show him that someone else can do better? Maybe, maybe I'm just fucking freaking out. Uh, but Robo Robo knows what he's doing. I think I haven't actually seen the press conference. I meant to watch that last night, but I didn't. Um, too busy writing this bloody thing. That's all. Uh, but anyway, that's not a thing. Um, who else played? I, I wanted to make sure I spoke about Joey Money. Joey Money. Wow, he's too good to be playing in the centres. If the roost, if he stays at the Roosters, he would have said. No to a lot of money. Black and white. He would have said, he would have been given offers by the Warriors, by the Tigers, by the Dragons, by the Bulldogs, by the Knights, by the Gold Coast Dolphins or whatever. Sorry, Gold Coast Titans, Redcliffe Dolphins, whoever they're called up there, the Dolphins. Any team would pay more than what the Roosters would pay as outside back, a centre. Don't you reckon? So if he's staying at the Roosters, it's either TPOs, strong TPOs, like actual genuine salary cap breaches, or he's just taking less money than what he's offered at other clubs, one or the other, or the, whichever one they are. But like, it makes sense. Like, so he has to play 5-8 next year. So what happens to the other two? Like, he can't play fullback next year. He can't play... Yeah, like, we got Walker, Kiri, and Manu. Like, we can't have... Th- what are we going to do? We've got Victor Radley, who actually has shown that he can play in the middle. Do we? Remember back... Is this a thing? They used to have the 12... Actually, not they used to. They still do it in rugby. It's a, I love watching rugby for this reason. They have that 12 and that 13. And the 10 and the 12. So there's a, ten, there's a second 5-8. So this is the five, the fly half, and then the inside centre is what Australians call them. Why? Why don't we have Teddy and Joe Manu just play as fullbacks? Play as fullbacks, like fuck having Manu just hanging on the right hand side of the field. Do you like, does McKenzie, is that his name? Damien McKenzie, does he just stay on? Like he looks up at the goalpost, sees the black dot, and says, oh, can't go past that line. Like, pull your head in. Anyway. I've said that enough times, I think, in my time. Both pull your head and, and whinging about bloody positions and how much ruling they have on people's lives. Um, state of origin this week. State of origin. Um, I don't think the New South Wales side's going to have the same success or... Uh, they may have the same success. Like, to win the game, you're going to need to have some sort of successes somewhere. Um, and they may be able to win a game through the middle. But previously, it's felt like we've been able to burn them through the middle quite early. We've been able to sap them, been able to get on top of their middle and then just allow our backs the freedom that they need. You know what I mean? Whereas this time, it's not going to be as easy to do that. And... <coughs> that's actually where we probably need Latrell and Turner a little bit more now 
because we're going to have to do we got they're going to have to do a few more carries, but that's what they did actually. They actually did the carries, so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I feel like Brian Toto and Tupo are actually going to play a large part of this game, mate, because they've got Coates and Cobo, the co Cobo, the co Cobo, <laughs> the Coates and Cobo, sorry, and we've got Tupo and Toto. Fuck it out, how cool is that? Um, so I, I'm, I'm just hoping that a little bit of experience might actually be a little bit, be enough to get out, like, you know, because Xavier Coates played for Queensland for what, the last two years? Okay, yeah. One win, one loss. Uh, but he's really only started being in a successful side this year at the Melbourne Storm. He was at the Broncos, not much success. Tupo's been playing for the Roosters since 2013, minimum. And Brian was just off the back of a Premiership winning season and an engagement. You know what I mean? So, like, when you think about it, there's experience there. Combo, he's got to be a good player. I, I've said it a thousand times. I'm going to say it a thousand and one. He's in a troll with no mug in him. That's it. That's it. And though I had it, like, I used to hate it when people would try and compare them to Greg Inglis and so on and so forth. And now I hate that they say they completely don't like, refuse to accept it. And even G.I. gets it. He doesn't want to be me. Yeah, shut up. We get it. We get it. Of course he doesn't want to be. Of course he wants to be so uncommon. But fuck, mate. Just he's tall. He's huge. He's good. People can't tackle him. Just like they couldn't tackle G.I. man. Like, come on, relax. It's alright. It's alright. Um, but I think... Billy Slater's got to have a tactical edge over Freddie this year. And that's what worries me. I managed to find someone to worry me every year. But then, come game day, come kick off. That blue flavour. That blue flavour. That comes through, baby girl. Baby boy, whatever. Whatever. We know who you are. You know who you are. Um, big shout out to Alan Simonkova, actually. King Simonkova, I used to call him. But he's a humble guy. He, he, he didn't like that. He didn't like that. He said, no, no, no. I'm just Paul Morowski's cousin. And, and the Volkanovskis as well. He's Volkanovskis' cousin as well. But he doesn't like to live on that because I'm a god. Um, actually, his team is coming first. And um, coming first in their, their tournament. I think they play like... So there's grey cricket. So like Nathan Horrocks played grey cricket. And then there's like all the greys that go down there. And then under grey cricket... I think it's like Shire's cricket. That's like a pretty, you know, a standard of some sort. Like, it's quite organised. Quite competitive. Um, and then underneath Shire's is just like... I don't even know, want to call it park cricket. Because apparently, grade is actually technically park cricket. But like... Like, the other one is... There's like cricket, but it's just like... Disguised. It's organised as well, but it's not really that. I think... Um... This competition is just like the Shahs. I think it's Shahs. Anyway, they're coming first. And yeah, they've only lost one game. So if they make the finals, there's going to be a sellout crowd there. I think it's at Nike. I don't, I don't actually know that. I've just guessed it. But I'll be going to the final if they make the final. One million percent. 
Why be wearing the colours? Because I don't do that. We all know that. Um, but yeah, good luck to, I think they're called the Rosebank Warriors. No, nah, not the Rosebank Warriors, but he sent me a picture, actually. Hang on. Roselands B, that's why. That's why. See how humble he is? Roselands B's. He'll just take the B's. I'll take the B's. There's a Roselands A's. <laughs> Come on. This is how humble the guy is, man. Trust me. Anyway, that was through another day. Uh, well, I think that's what we're going to have to call it a night tonight, actually, as we do. As we do every other bloody night. Um, big ups to the Boston Celtics, as we said. Big game change, actually, not, going, not, not recorded last night because I've actually gotten both the Nadal result and the basketball result. So it's one all in the basketball. Um, so, yeah, now it's the best of five series. Now that's the situation it is. I think we get home, we get the next two in our home, but you need to just... Oh, it's, I haven't, uh, I just think in situations like this, you just want to make sure you win your home matches. And when you've taken one away, when you've gotten a win from away, you got to run it with it. you got to run with it. you got to make the most of it. But anyway, that's the story for another Big shout out. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, you know, be good to your mother and your father and your girlfriend and your boyfriend and your kids and your aunties and your uncles. Hi everybody. Anyway, peace out. Much love. We out of here.